Part One, Chapter Three of Quo Vadis, A Tale of the Time of Nero. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Quo Vadis by Henrik Sienkiewicz, translated by Binion and Malevsky. Part One, Chapter Three. She believes in one God, Almighty and All Merciful repeated petronius when he found himself again with vinitius in the litter if her god be almighty life and death are in his power but if he be just all merciful then justly does he send death then why does pomponia mourn julius by mourning for julius she rebukes her god i will repeat this course of reasoning to our bronze-bearded ape since i deem myself the equal of socrates in dialectics as regards women i agree that each of them has three or four souls but not one of them has a reasoning soul pomponia ought to reason with seneca or cornutus on the essence of their great logos let them summon the shades of xenophanes parmenides zeno and plato who are as wearied in the cimmerian regions as a finch in a cage i wanted to speak to her and plautius about something else by the sacred belly of the egyptian isis if i should have told them frankly the purpose of our coming their virtue would surely have begun to thunder like a copper shield struck with a stick and i did not determine to tell nor did i dare to wilt thou believe vinitius i dared not peacocks are very beautiful birds but their cry is too piercing i was frightened dreading the cry i ought to praise thy taste a genuine rosy-fingered aurora and dost thou know of what she reminded me besides spring not our italian spring when apple trees are rarely covered with blossoms and olive trees are unchangingly gray but that spring which i happened to see in switzerland young fresh vividly green by this pale moon i wonder not at thee marcus be assured that thou hast fallen in love with diana and that aulus and pomponia are able to lacerate thee as in ancient times the dogs lacerated Actaeon. vinitius bowed his head in silence for a time then in a voice husky with passion he began i desired her before but now my desire is still greater when i touched her arm a flame swept through me i must have her were i zeus i would surround her with a cloud as he did io or i would descend on her in the form of rain as he did on danae i would continue to kiss her on the lips until they smarted i would desire to hear her scream in my arms i am ready to kill aulus and pomponia and capture her and carry her away into my house i will not close my eyes to-night i will order that one of my slaves be beaten and i will listen to his groans calm thyself said petronius what desires like those of a carpenter from the subura it matters not to me what thou sayest i must possess her i have come to thee for aid but if thou canst do nothing i know what is left for me to do aulus considers lygia his daughter then why shall i regard her as a slave if there is no other way let her wind the door of my house with thread let her anoint it with wolf's fat and sit as my wife at my hearth calm thyself thou mad descendant of the consuls we bring barbarians tied to our carts not for the purpose of marrying their daughters beware of extreme measures use first of all the simple becoming means and leave thyself and me time for reflection there was a time when chrysothemis seemed to me a daughter of jupiter yet i did not marry her nero did not marry acte though they feigned that she was a daughter of king attalus 
calm thyself do not forget that aulus and his wife have no right to retain her if lygia is willing to leave their house for thee and know that not alone art thou burning with desire eros hath lit in her also a flame of passion i notice that and i am an observer to be trusted summon your patience everything can be accomplished but i have thought too much to-day and i am tired of thinking however i promise thee that i shall consider thy love-case to-morrow i should not be petronius if i could not find some remedy again there was silence at length vinitius said more calmly i thank thee and may fortune bless thee have patience where didst thou order us to be born to chrysothemis happy man to possess the woman thou lovest ay dost thou know what amuses me about chrysothemis this that she is untrue to me with my own freedman theocles and imagines that i do not notice it there was a time when i loved her now i am merely amused by her lies and her stupidity let us go together to her if she commences to coquette with thee and draw letters on the table with wine-steeped fingers know that i am not jealous they gave command to be carried to chrysothemis in the vestibule petronius placed his hand on vinitius's shoulder and said wait it seems to me i have found a way may the gods all reward thee yes yes i think it will go without a hitch knowest thou what marcus i hearken to thee my wisdom after a few days the divine lygia will taste the gifts of demeter in thy house thou art greater than caesar enthusiastically exclaimed vinitius End of part one, chapter three.